You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about orange juice rip it up in the room i got ben i got john i hope to god (laughs) and on the line i have kyle don't squeeze the juice (laughs) rip it up is the second album released by scottish post-punk band orange juice it was released in 1982 on polydor records and the producer was martin hales and the genre is post-punk and new wave i'm gonna read from the book johnny law Orange Juice were part of the early 80s scene that their original label postcard celebrated as the, quote, the sound of young Scotland. The influential indie band's style was earnest, love-worn, witty, naive, and soulful. And with this album, they would reach their commercial peak. In the hands of Martin Hales, Orange Juice's performance is polished, colorful, and even funky compared to their relatively lo-fi debut. The album kicks off with the UK Top 10 single, a song that would become Edward Collins' calling card, absorbing white boy funk while playfully aspiring to chic. The song even manages to pay homage to the Buzzcocks' debut, Boredom. Rip It Up sees the whole band engaging in a songwriting process. Collins' frustration with the music industry was was soon to see the bands fold, but Rip It Up showcases Orange Juice at their most dynamic, vibrant, and optimistic. All right, what do we think of Orange Juice? Dude! Rip It Up. Dude! Banger. Banger. Dude! First listen of this band. I'd never heard of the band Orange Juice, but the title track, opening track, from the get-go had just grabbed a hold of my ass cheeks and has not let go (laughs) all week long. I put this on in my headphones... Last week, when I was just walking down to the corner to to get a bag of coffee beans, and I don't know what I must have looked like to the other cars on Southern Parkway, but it's like that perfect tempo where you could, it's like it's strutting tempo. Ah, yeah. And uh-huh. I think I would just wag an ass down the street <laughs> to get some coffee. That you you can't walk straight listening to Rip It Up. <laughs> I was slightly disappointed on first listen that rip it up is kind of the only song that sounds like rip it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more I listen to it, the more like all these other sounds and songs were emerging. This record's kind of all over the place. It's a little schizophrenic, but the stuff that they're playing with and toying with is interesting to me and they're doing it well. So I would have hoped, I know they have like one or two, like one and a half albums after this, which I definitely need to look into as well as their first one. But if I had heard an album like Rip It Up, I would have heard that I would have wished that this band still has like six or seven records to develop the sound. Yeah, no, this is a great, (laughs) this is a really good album. I kept 
yeah, I kept going back in and dipping back in and being like, huh, this song. And then I'd find a different song and I'd be like, actually, this song's pretty good, too. And then I'd go back. It's like, yeah, every time I re-listened to the album, I would I would sort of pull out one song and think, oh, actually, this one's like it just yeah. kept growing on me. Yeah. Every listen. At first, I was not into it because he has the same falsetto singing style that we've been. Even uh, the first song? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just had that sort of like. Oh, here we go again. It's uh, synth pop in the 80s. Did you and... listen to this before or after Haircut 100? Which did you listen to first? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I listened I to this one first, one. and Haircut 100 just never caught up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I well, already had this in my cans. And I feel like this has enough vocal nuance to be different, because he does have a slight, you know, sort of Scottish accent, a slight baritone, you know, in his delivery sometimes. So it, it it is different enough vocally, but then also this is this is how you blend jangle guitars, massive, you know, percussion congas, jazz elements, you know, new wave vocals. This is this is the this is the formula. And they look and sound cool doing it. Yeah, these are not these are not nerds. <laughs> no. I mean they they might be, but they at least look and sound cool. Yeah, they look like cool dudes because they probably are cool dudes. Uh, I was trying to figure out why Edwin Collins' voice sounded <laughs> familiar <laughs> to me, and a quick Google search, go. of course, brought me to Never Met a Girl Like, like you, before. you Before. Yeah, the 94. That song is sick. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and all the pieces fell into the place. I'm like, okay. Yep. All right, I get it. He's been He's been working on that vibe this whole time. Yep. But Kyle, I loved uh, uh, what you shared on our chat, and then Bert, you read it when you were uh, in your intro to Haircut 100. That Orange Juice was trying to like find the intersection between like Chic and Velvet Underground. Yep. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm here for it. Like yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's it's like wry and witty, and but also funky. You know. It has a very, I mean, the Smiths and Morrissey oh, yeah. are like, it's, yeah. it's got that smarm, smarm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, but like, but pop smarm, pop you know? Smarm. It's got it's got it's it's good natured smarm, which yeah. is a weird thing. Like, how can smarm be good natured? And like, I, I wrote so snarky and fun. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But also, like, they're willing to do some interesting stuff, like have songs that have uh, like Shona parts. But, you know, from their drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeke Manika. Yeah, he's uh, uh, Zimbabwean, I think, originally. And so uh, Shona is one of the major language groups in, in Zimbabwe. Does he sing lead Ayoka. on some of these songs? Like songs like uh, A Million Pleading, uh, Pleading Faces and Hokoyo. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's definitely not Edwin Collins singing. And I'm assuming that it's Zeke singing because it... It sounds like if there's an African guy in the mm-hmm. band, he'd be the one singing these songs. Because it sounds I, like he's delivering the, the the vocalizations naturally as if he speaks Shona. Yes. Yeah. Because but I, think, I, I, I think, couldn't find, uh, like, I was looking for live versions of the song so I could see who was singing it. Like, yeah. I, I, I couldn't find any credit. There's a lot more, like, fella cootie in this than yes. there is in a band like Haircut 100. I think, yes. And I think that's the difference. That's the the sort of, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know... Orange Juice can channel that. Talking Heads can channel that. Haircut 100 can go through the motions, but they're not 
channeling yeah. that because like, that right now we're listening to a million pleading faces which really has that afrobeat feel and that haircut 100 song uh king size in parentheses you're my little steam whistle it's like it i played them back to back like uh like million smelling faces and king size it's like the same beats per minute similar groove only it sounds placid on the mm-hmm. haircut 100 mm-hmm. album it sounds exciting on the orange shoes album, yeah yeah you know no I, i'm with it yeah, I love the different styles that they've got on this album, considering that it is this, you know, mix. But, like, the the, the song we have in our cans right now is uh, Mud in Your Eye. Yeah. It's kind of slow and mean, and it's almost song. like like Bowie or Flight of the Concords, yeah. <laughs> like I, the way the, the vocalists are playing off each other. Absolutely. I wrote down uh, Blue-Eyed Soul. I uh, wrote uh, Righteous Brothers or Hollow Notes. A hundred, yeah. Oh. And I was, and again, I'm wondering, I'm assuming one of these vocalists is Edwin Collins, I think everyone in this band, at least most of the people in the band, have a vocal mic. Mm-hmm. So I'm it's like, this song's as much as a duet as anything. I was having trouble finding out who to credit because yeah, I think I like Edwin, no one who who's who's pulling what weight in the band. Edwin know? Collins is the is the deeper voice. Yeah. He's the Germain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So who's the Brit? I don't know who the Brit is. I don't know if the Brit is uh, Zeke or or who. It's really cool. I have a strong aversion to bands that are named after like foods. Um, Name another one. Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of jam bands that are like you know, uh, electric cheeseburgers. But you know, first track, I was, you know, that perks my ears mm. up. But um, this jumps from genre to genre uh, fairly confidently. Um, mm-hmm. Turn Away, I thought was kind of like a scary monsters kind of bowie-esque song mm-hmm. uh orange juice breakfast time i was like here we go had my eyes already like pre-rolled it's this creepy fucking song yeah that i loved yeah um and it has its own atmosphere and then it just you know you jump into flesh of my flesh which is like a super salty song um Use which masquerades is incidentally you can keep the change <laughs> Yeah, and if you don't listen for that lyric, I mean, it sounds like a kind of a sincere love song. Well, yeah, and 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 part of it sounds almost like a game show theme. Like it's got that that vibe where you yeah. don't you don't. It, there are other bands that have done that where they hide the smarm in treacle, like pulp. pulp. For sure, there it is. Yeah, kinks. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. Smart lyrics. Very <laughs> clever. I love. I, I know. Like uh, the song, rip it up. I keep on coming back to it because it's it's my song of the week this week, only because I'd heard Thriller so many times as, yeah. as a young yeah. youngster. <laughs> I hope to God you're not as dumb as you make out. I hope to God, yeah. and then the background vocals. I hope to God. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that just had me beaming. <laughs> yeah, and it's got Dang. such a unique sound because it's got that. It's the first I think hit that ever uses the TV three hundred three. Uh, it's a Roland synth bass that didn't do well, and so they sold them off cheap. So people picked them up, um, and it became really popular in what later became like acid house music. Mm-hmm. So if you've heard like um, 
I, for people who are uh, probably our age and heard that sound through like pop uh, techno, like uh, uh, Daft Punk, like Defunk, mm-hmm. that is yep. the TB303. The like the patch that they're using on Rip It Up, it almost sounds like the bass notes are like bubbling up, like yeah. It's cool. It's like a percolator. <laughs> yeah, it's so unique. When I first heard it, I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, every song, too, you listen. It's like a different genre. It just skips genre mm-hmm. to genre. It's amazing. I think of uh, I think of Claire because she hates the band Ween because they do the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they also have a, an album called Chocolate and Cheese. So you think that would be oh, that's, uh, something I'd be against. Oh, but um, okay. it works. I like I like this album a whole bunch. Have you played this for Claire yet? A little bit, yeah. She liked uh, she liked rip it up. It's yeah. not a sharp shift like Ween. <laughs> like these are yeah, these are all within the same general wheelhouse. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as like genre jumping, I mean, we don't have a lot of records uh, that come through, you know, in this book like De- this. Definitely not as successfully for sure. Uh, Grandmaster yeah. Flash and the Furious Five. <laughs> well. <laughs> And here's our Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> I would call that Flesh of My Flesh on this album. That's, that's the Stevie Wonder one for me. It was the weakest one. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it was bad. It just, you know, didn't line up. It, it does have your favorite lyrics in it, Ben. But uh, yeah, that, I got a big star by favorite that. Because I still think uh, I hope to God. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite lyric. I hope to God. And <laughs> 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 the music video, like just the dudes leading into the microphone, like, I hope to God. <laughs> I can't believe I've too. never heard yeah. that song before. Like, that was such a treat. Like, <laughs> yeah, never hearing. I mean, I've never heard of this band. I've never heard that song. I just it it just came out of nowhere. It's it's wild I, that I know I did not spend much time at dance clubs in England in '82, but Rip It Up would have got me on the floor, shaking what I had. I had heard Rip It Up before, but I can't remember where. I felt mm. like it must have been in a movie. It must have been in a, a TV show, and I could not find what it was the mechanicals for. Has yeah. that has that that groove that riff been sampled? Because before, like, once the vocals come in, uh, Ed, Edwin Collins like his '80s crooner baritone, it kind of puts the stamp on it, like 1982. But before that, it sounds like. That uh, beat and that groove, it, it feels to me like it could be the sample in like the song of the summer any year. Mm, sounds like Headhunters. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah, I hear that too. Like that jazzy boom, 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 boom. You yeah. know, it, it has that bubble, you know? I think what it is for me is the chic style guitar mm. and so much of like the like the Bronx hip hop scene rapping over just like that yeah. disco guitar. Yeah. And there's some breakdowns in rip it up where it'll just drop just to like the, the bass and the drums and then it'll sprinkle that guitar in. I'm like, man, if I was like in, in the rap scene in 82, I would totally be mixing with a copy of rip it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breath <laughs> side. Yeah, we have that in our cans right now. So it's, wild. it's this weird, like, creepy ska song yeah. with, like, yeah. a vaguely Eastern guitar. Like, it, oh man, I like it. <laughs> it's so good. 
It's maybe a song about fucking. I can't tell exactly. Like, <laughs> and the percussionist, uh, I think that's Mel Gaynor who does their like uh, auxiliary percussion. Uh, he's awesome. <laughs> does a great job knocking out the congas. Absolutely. Yeah, it has a real character. I, I, I sorry, I keep going back to Haircut One Hundred, but this just has little elements. It's understandable. It's, it's, yeah, it has really good character. It has interesting lyrics. It's got those little touches of, like they did a little piano interlude there. Haircut One Hundred would have just like thrown in some more horns. Oh, just yeah. throw horns in there, you know? What do we do here? Obviously, saxophone. Song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this has a little more. It's just more dynamic. It's more interesting. It's, it's when you listen to them back to back, as all of us did this yeah. week, it's easy to hear the influencer and the influenced. Yeah. And make that differentiation. Yeah. Absolutely. I uh, got a little quiz for you guys. Yeah. You ready? I am. All right. Uh, this one has already been answered, but so I'm just going to ask it. <laughs> Edward Collins went on to achieve success with not what 1994 uh, hit single. If you could love me, a girl like you, make me feel again. Was that from wow, the Empire wow, Records wow, soundtrack? Wow, what soundtrack was it? Yes, it was. Yeah, a girl like you, yeah. Empire Records. That's what that's really it. kicked it yeah. off. Yeah. yeah I, I was wondering, because I know I had a radio in the 90s, but I heard that song more than just radio. I had that soundtrack, so that mm-hmm. explains it. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a girl like you. Uh, originally named after what type of instrument? What was originally named after what type band? of instrument? Or? The band. Their original name was after what type of instrument? Flugelhorn. <laughs> Bazooki. It, Tuba. It was a cheap guitar called New Sonic. Oh, oh. yeah, I did read that. Yep. Oh, I did yeah. read that too. Uh, name two other Scottish bands. The Proclaimers. <laughs> okay. Franz Ferdinand? Uh, the Chieftains? Yeah. Are they Scottish? Yep. No, they're Irish. Yep. Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got plenty more. Jesus and Mary Chain. Uh, or just from the 80s, Simple Minds, Primal Scream, Cocteau Twins, Proclaimers, Jesus and Mary Chain, 90s, Garbage, Texas, Bell and Sebastian, uh, Travis, uh, Mogwai. And, I have a Mogwai uh, CD. Yeah. And K- KT Tunstall, uh, Frightened Rabbit, you- Franz Ferdinand, uh, Churches, and Calvin Harris. I feel like we've covered garbage. another Scottish band or two recently. What do you mean Garbage. Was that like a bunch of record producers and Shirley Manson? Uh, yeah, I guess you could. It was yeah. Butch Vig Scottish? Uh, I guess mm. you could say that. I, I think he could have been. I think he, because ACDC is like, like Australian by way of Scotland. Scotland. Mm-hmm. So that would track. Angus? You mean there's a guy from Australia <laughs> named Angus? <laughs> uh, Garbage is playing with Alanis Morissette uh, this September, if you guys want to go. Yes, I do. Uh, I have a bonus. Rip It Up's saxophone parts were provided by British jazz performer Dick Morrissey, who played the haunting saxophone solo on the Vangelis co- composition love theme of the 1982 film Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah. He's also featured on what album that we've talked about before, mm. and I've mentioned his name. As a saxophonist? Yes. Dick Morrissey? Do you have, yes. the, do you have the year? I could say that I had mentioned him on a previous episode. Uh, Peter Gabriel Melt. Yes. Ah, good one. Thank you. Got it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he provided the sax. 
He was doing a lot. Taste tasteful sacks. Tasteful mm-hmm. sacks. Yeah. yeah. Tasteful sacks. Take note, Phil Smith of Haircut One Hundred, <laughs> on knowing when and when not to play a sax solo. <laughs> track one can't help myself it's super dancey i love it it's loungy it's catchy it reminds me of something well they 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 reference sounds sounds like help myself uh, it's a bowie voice he's doing the the, the can't help myself reminds me of some disco song with like that same cadence Mm. oh yeah and i can't my mind's not bringing it to the not not gloria stefan or something like that I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it, I like it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, what it is. It's the Kit Kat bar commercials. <laughs> I think there's something too about the like the Scottish band. It's like some sort of in, excitement, and enthusiasm that is pervasive throughout Scottish bands. Mm-hmm. So I think got that charm. They got a little. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They're like eclectic and upbeat and like I don't know. I'm definitely gonna check out the rest of this band's short catalog. Is it three and a half albums they have? Mm-hmm. But their their final album The Orange Juice is a riff on The Velvet Underground as an album title. <laughs> Which I, I appreciate it. I get it. Orange Juice. The Orange Juice. <laughs> <laughs> So how, will people, how will people know you're referencing the Velvet Underground just by adding the word the to your name? <laughs> I don't know. They will. They'll get it. <laughs> they didn't. They'll get it. We're wearing sunglasses. They'll get it. <laughs> yeah, not a good album cover. I mean, it's fine, but... It's this, just, this one? Yeah. I actually like this one. Really? It, uh, it also... Yeah, I like this one. It looks almost timeless to me. Like, if you had shown me this picture and you're like... Oh yeah, check check out this band of uh, TikTokers on SoundCloud. Like oh, it's yeah. just like they, they kind of just look timeless, cool in a bedroom. Okay. Yeah this this cover could be from it could be from the two thousands the nineties the two thousands like oh this is the band that's opening for the rentals I'm mm-hmm. like oh all right oh yeah like <laughs> oh, if you just like took off the title and be like oh this is the new Franz Ferdinand album you're like oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just, it's just cool looking kids. Uh, gathered in front of a white wall, some wearing sunglasses, all of them looking honestly pretty cool. It ain't those haircut 100 nerds. <laughs> okay, no, haircut 100 only looks dorky in photos. <laughs> they, they only, I have not found any photos, and I looked. I'm like, can I find a picture of haircut 100 where they just look like cool guys in a band? Where they look like maybe they'll get the girl this time no nope. there are you no pictures of them you can't they all, take they, pictures. they all look like 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 walmart portraits where they, they've got like their chins on their fists uh, just like hunched over yep. in like sweaters that their nana made mm-hmm. all the all fucking 12 of them just like 
piled up on a hay bale. <laughs> like, whereas yep. the picture of orange juice on the cover of Rip It Up, I think that it it, 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 it relates a cool vibe. It's candid. It's candid. It's yeah. a cool candid picture. Not unlike the picture from More Specials. Kind of reminds me of the Specials or the Kinks, I was yeah, going to say. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's just, a band. It's cool guys in a the room. They're in a band. Yeah. I looked into it. Um, there's not a lot of pictures of Haircut 100 um, because they were all shoved into lockers when they were taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we think of this album? I'm going to give this a positive. Yeah. It's a, it's uneven. It's schizophrenic. It does not really flow like I would want a record to. I kind of get lost in the weeds a little bit inside two. All that aside, I like everything I've heard. I feel invested in this band after listening to this record. Mm -hmm. I want to have what they're having, and I want to check out more stuff they've done, and I will put Rip It Up on every mix that I make for the rest of my life. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to definitely give this album a positive. It, it gives you your, your, your pudding right up front, gives you Rip It Up right out the gate on the album Rip It Up. By the band Orange Juice, um, and then from there on, it gives you like solid song after song. Maybe not everyone's gonna be your favorite, but at least every single one of them feels polished and considered, which I fucking appreciate. So I, yeah. I would definitely buy this album if I saw it out and about. Oh man, I'd buy every copy I saw. I'd just start giving them to haircut one hundred fans. <laughs> hey, have you heard this one? We think it's yes. forty Kyle. years old. <laughs> Kyle. Yeah, this was a very pleasant surprise. Um, like I said, I, I bought a bunch of new records. I was really looking forward to listening to them, but I had no problem coming back to Orange Juice over and over. Even the songs I didn't like immediately, they grew on me. I can't believe I like a song called Breakfast Time by Orange Juice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like kryptonite, but it's great. It's fantastic. Um, I really like this record. Highly recommended. Yeah. Give it a, give it a shot. Yeah, I'll give it a positive as well. There's just something about, um, especially the first, you know, like the first four songs are just amazing. Rip it up, million pleading faces. I think that's what solidified the deal for me is that Rip It Up came out on and I was like, okay, this is going okay. This this feels good. Oh, it's dancey. And then a million pleading faces came on and I was like, hell yeah, fella cootie. Yeah. Like we got this got the rhythm going on and then mud in your eye comes on and I'm like, wait, this is like a pulp Morrissey vibe now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm here. I just want to see what, what happens next. Like it's, it, it's exciting to be in an album and not know exactly where, you know, what the next song could possibly be. Like wh yeah. where can you go? Um, so yeah, positive for me. Yeah. Just, I'm sorry, Bert. Just to touch on that mud and I, you said a uh, pulp Morrissey was yeah. your vibe. Yeah, I got like Marvin Gaye off that. Absolutely. So, I mean, it just speaks to how this album has a lot of universal appeal, I think. Something for everybody. Yeah. It's very smarmy, too. I mean, it's very cheeky. And <laughs> yeah. I always appreciate a good quip or a good, you know, I don't know, clever lyrics that sort of uh, have misdirection. You think it's a love song, but it's not. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, next time we'll be talking about Michael Jackson Thriller. Ooh, holy smokes. All right, thanks, y'all.